0: It is August 19th.
1: Hello, are you there? You're still there? Are you on the line?
0: 2018.
1: <laughs> Where are you?
0: I know. We're okay, everybody.
1: We are fantastic. We are. Tired, exhausted, busy. I have busy. Heartburn. We may Always. or may not have heartburn. Because S- I'm pregnant. Some of us are pregnant.
0: Some. <laughs> One not of, all of us, of not us. none of us,
1: but some, some of the two of us are pregnant.
0: Yeah, it's it's been quite the summer. Uh, the last time we podcasted was July 2nd. That was not intentional, we, um, but n- neither was any of the massive transitions we went through this summer.
1: They were not intentional.
0: No. If you would have asked me two weeks before everything started to like shift where we'd be 10 years from now, I'd tell you exactly where we are. Nothing would have changed. Mm-hmm.
1: And then everything changed.
0: And then everything changed because.
1: Jesus, really? Yeah. That doesn't change is that we try to do his will. And that's kind of what happened to us this summer.
0: Yeah. So we're like, we're sorry, not sorry. Mm. In reality, because here's the thing is like our family has to come first. And this podcast is a fun thing for us to do. But it's not. Like our job. Like, it's not our full time. This is what we do all day, every day. And and then we get paid for it. And I think
1: listeners know we're really dedicated to it. It's very rare for us to take a break. We've had a couple in the last year where it's just been like, we are overloaded and need to take a break. That's not planned, but typically
0: we're pretty good. Yeah. So we thought we should catch you up. Um, this is an unofficial episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to jump on quickly here and let you know what's going on and fill you in on some important things that have happened.
1: But it's still us. So we still have to make some type of list and theme. So we're going to <laughs> we're going to talk about the six things since our last podcast.
0: What has happened? Because how us? could we
1: not? How could we just get on a podcast and talk? We'd have to have some type of organization.
0: We would. Yep. So, first thing is, uh, we moved.
1: We did. We're currently sitting on a floor in our new office, which is really exciting because we're going to have, most of all, Lisa's going to have her own space, which is really exciting. And a part of that space is setting up our podcast equipment, not in our basement, as we've often told you about, but in a real office.
0: Yes. There's carpet on the floor and three-toned sponge paint on the wall.
1: It's beautiful. And yeah. by beautiful, I mean 90s beautiful.
0: 90s beautiful. The curtains in here are Special. something to write home about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Some beautiful like uh, hunter green and gold and maroon stripes going on. And they're they're like scalloped almost. It's, yeah.
1: Could use a scalloped.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's what you call it. I think it is. So I got one hot office here. But it is so nice to have an office. I have never had one before, and I'm just pumped. We need to get furniture for it so we don't sit on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> but that's for another day. So, yes, we moved. We did get the house across the street from my sister, and praise God for that. It's such a gift. It's been so fun already watching the kids run back and forth across the cul-de-sac, and yeah, they pretty much see each other every day. I don't think they haven't seen each other every day since.
1: It's pretty much like everybody loves Raymond except just with cousins instead of your grandparents. They just like and come over brother. unannounced and yeah. just have family situations right there in your home in either home. It's great. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's update number one and that's been massive. We, we sold our previous home because we had owned it and transitioning into this new home, you know, it, while I'm pregnant makes it a little more difficult and um i'm just not the type of person who's okay with boxes for months on end oh my gosh so
1: you might be the opposite of someone like you having boxes in a garage would that wouldn't be good for your state of mind I don't no
0: think. i have to know where things are it there's a couple of things i still can't find which doesn't make any sense to me because i'm like what box didn't i open but uh, they're somewhere um yeah, so in about six days I unpacked everything. But we've been in the house for two weeks. Um Kevin, do you wanna do you wanna explain why that is?
1: <laughs> oh. We're uh, jumping to number four. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we went on vacation. We did. We did with my extended family.
0: I would say family reunion.
1: It was really a family reunion. Yeah. So I have an older sister who's married and has one child. I have an older brother who's married and has three children. And then I have two parents, and we all, along with our family, <coughs> went on vacation together uh, here in Colorado.
0: Yeah, like 72 hours after we moved.
1: Yes. And that happened the last time we moved, too. Somehow.
0: No, every time we've moved.
1: Every time we've moved, apparently. Uh, yes. According to my wife.
0: No, it's, it's a fact.
1: Okay. I, I trust you. But, yeah, for some reason, those things lined up, and it lined up this time, and it was crazy. But... The, tr- the vacation was really good. It was great. Lots of activities for the kids. Great time uh, for cousins to hang out. Great time for, um, you know, brothers and sisters and spouses all to hang out. It was good. We it all was stayed a great one, We all stayed in one big cabin.
0: Yeah. And dude.
1: didn't, and got along. It was great.
0: Yeah. It really, it really was. It really was a great vacation. Timing was not the best, but nobody could have planned that. So. Yeah.
1: And we had a sickness along the way. No one could plan on that.
0: Oh yeah but yeah. so it's kind of things oh, like that strep throat that was weird
1: during the move and vacation yeah it was double, double well plus. he was on
0: antibiotics before we left for vacation
1: it's true that was true but he was still suffering from its effects yeah but not contagious yeah but yeah that was really good but yeah mm. that was part of the craziness of the summer for sure
0: yes and then work-wise we've had quite a bit going on for me um July is my Steubenville conference season, so I went to Steubenville East, which is a life teen conference just outside of Boston, and Steubenville, Orlando, or Steubenville, Florida, which is in Orlando, but um, not near Disney, which is no big deal, because I didn't have time to go see Mickey Mouse anyway. Uh, But those weekends are always fantastic, but super intense, because every year the talks are... They're new. A lot of times you can pull content you have, but at the same time you can't just like take another talk and show up on stage because there's a theme mm-hmm. and there's a flow and everything fits together. And so that takes some more intensive prep than normal. Um so I was gone for two weekends right before we moved. I guess there's a weekend in between. But I feel like something crazy was going on the weekend in between.
1: I don't I don't I remember most remember. of this. Summer. I, honestly
0: this summer is a blur. Yeah. Right blurs. now. Yeah, so those are super important to me um, and needed my time and attention to prep well for. So that's kept me busy work-wise, really the only thing I've done workwise this whole summer. But Kevin, you've had a more exciting work summer.
1: I have. Uh, I got a new job as executive director, content and programming at The Amazing Parish, and that's been a really fantastic start. All these things are wonderful. And all of them have been kept us very busy. Um, And those two things are true at the same time. So sometimes when it's like, oh, we've been busy or life's been crazy. um, I don't feel like it's not like complaining. It's more just like, all these things are awesome. It's been a a ride this summer for sure. And I think the job goes along with that. Really great start. Just a fantastic organization. Really great team. Um, Really just blessed uh, to be in that spot and leadership. And, um, you know, a big part of, my role just coming in is just watching things as they already exist, really trying to listen to the team and what's going on because um, you know, it's foolish to come in and want to make a bunch of changes when you don't really understand uh, what was there in the first place. So, excuse me. A lot of uh, first few days is just trying to understand everything and then we have a conference about every six months, typically for about 200 or 250 parishes. So that's a pastor and usually about four people his leadership team, it's a little over a thousand pe- people each time. And, uh, Are you okay? I'm getting choked up over here. I felt like there's like, I'm sitting on carpet and I feel like it's like in my throat. But um, Gross. Hey, I'm just describing. That was a weird well, visual. Well, anyways.
0: We're going to get rid of this carpet and put wood floor down. So
1: we have a conference coming up in October. So it's just fun to watch the team push towards that conference and everything that's going on. And uh yeah, jobs job's off to a great start.
0: Yeah, so if you work at a parish, you should check it out um, mm-hmm. because the conference is for parish leadership. Really, the pastor has to come. That's a requirement. Yep. And then he brings with him his leadership team. And basically, you go through like the best of the best training that's done with Fortune 500 companies, but for your parish team. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, oh, we could never afford that, I would challenge you to call the Amazing Parish office and find out because they want to serve, and they will help you find a way to get there.
1: It's true. And I think so many times with parishes, people, especially if you work in a parish, sometimes there's fantastic parishes. Sometimes you get frustrated, and you think, what could help this situation? I really think our conference is a great chance for a pastor And his key staff members to really communicate in a whole new way, really visualize the parish in a whole new way, and just get world-class training and resources for them to do all that. And so, yeah, if you're in a parish, whether you're a pastor, hopefully there's some pastors listening, or just uh, a member of that staff, uh, just recommending it to your pastor I think is is huge because— Whether you're thriving and you continue to need more help, it's awesome. Whether you're in the, you know, if you're struggling, it's fantastic. If you're somewhere in between, uh, I think it will really be rejuvenating. So, yeah, we still have spots open right now. We have registration open for another uh, three, four weeks. Um, But the the conference is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, October 17th through the 19th coming up. And uh, we would love to have you. So please reach out if you have any questions whatsoever, any interest whatsoever, I'd uh, love to talk to you about that. Uh that would be great. And my email is kevin at amazingparish dot org. So you can reach me there.
0: Yeah. And one thing I would add that you didn't you're, mention You're <laughs>
1: adding lots of great things and I'm not mentioning everything. So continue.
0: <laughs> is that there's follow-up too. It's not just he show up to the conference, but you if you want it, can get a coach that will be checking in with you after the conference multiple times. To follow up on all of the skills tools, resources that you learned about and help you implement them into your parish team, which is crazy, and isn't that like no additional charge it's free it's free nobody N- does that
1: no no money exchange, just we just love parishes and want to help them so if you're in that situation if you are if you're in a parish and have a pastor, you could mention it mm. to them. No probably way. many of you are in that situation listening to this podcast um it's it's great so yeah again any uh any interest whatsoever love to talk to you so feel free to reach out
0: there you go that's what kevin's been up to it's intense starting a new job
1: it's a lot i mean we talked about this with with the how to habits podcast which is always my favorite but like your brain just goes on overload when you're in new situations whether it's a new house and you're like where's the light switch where's that drawer uh, w- even like your body, when you wake up and you're like, where am I, <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. house am I in and a new job where you're like, oh yeah, like everything's a new routine. Yeah. And your brain's just on complete overload. So mm-hmm. that's why we did all the transitions at once. Cause we just want to get them all over with at once. <laughs> then yeah. We can get all these habits going and, uh,
0: and then we can have a baby and start all over again. Yeah.
1: No, it'll be perfect. It's going to
0: be great. <laughs> we will and two we're also on summer break which you know all the kids are home all the time which is fantastic absolutely love it but it does not really allow for me to get any work in no besides the absolute necessities
1: absolutely especially when you're moving
0: yeah anyways and your ac goes out 10 days after you buy your house
1: also advantageous which to your life
0: the issues connected to your heater too so (laughs) it's really fun that's been another exciting... Furnace and AC. Yep. Fantastic. Gotta either repair them or get new ones. They're 25 years old, so... Yeah. <sighs> it's been cool. Um, Okay, something else that happened. I'm ready. I had a birthday. It's true. I mean, that's right up there in terms of intensity with changing jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: really. Somebody wants the spotlight back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got a new job? Well, it's my birthday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did. I had a birthday. But this was a cool birthday. Um, I turned 35 and went went to confession because (laughs) Kevin's like, What do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, I want to go to adoration and confession and go on a walk. (laughs) Those were the three things I wanted to do. And we did them all. Welcome Um, to my world,
1: everybody. Welcome to my world.
0: I'm really excited.
1: We also Um, shopped for a purse for you.
0: We did. We went. we went (laughs) to the store and shopped together to buy me a present and then took the bag back home and opened it up
1: at one point in time i was told i have to go to the bathroom can you please stand in that store holding my purse that was that was great yeah it's like a classic unmarried married experience sure Mm -hmm. we've been doing this 13 years what's the big deal about me holding a purse Mm -hmm. in a store let's do this
0: it looks good (laughs) It's a pink purse i like it um (laughs) But the coolest part about my birthday is when we went to confession, we came in and this woman came in who you could tell was really nervous. Like, Mm -hmm. and you were like, is she okay? Like, is, you know, like what's going on? And she asked where confession was. And we said, oh, it's over there. And she said, okay. She said, I haven't been in 55 years. Mm -hmm. 55 years. She had not been to confession. So you know the missionary in us was like this is amazing you know so like i gave her a hug i don't even know her name yet i'm like oh my gosh like welcome back how brave how exciting like are you are you good like what can we you know do you have any questions and kevin runs over to the kiosk the lighthouse catholic media kiosk and starts like pulling books and cds and like any resource he's like okay what's the best so we give her Matthew Kelly's rediscovering Catholicism and just, you know, get to talking to her a little bit and, you know, she's like, do you still say this? Like, do you still, Mm -hmm. like, is there still, she goes, is there still Hail Marys? (laughs) I was like, do you mean a penance? (laughs) Usually involves Hail Marys still. Yeah. Um, you know, but it might be something a little different. It's been 55 years, you know? Um, so we just kind of, you know, walked her through, we got her a pamphlet I think on like how to, like walk through confession and got her the code for our org at that, or the org at that parish and
1: invited um, her to alpha course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the things we give her lots of things.
0: Yeah. And I went, I went first and then Kevin was in the confessional Nora, who's her name. You can pray for Nora was next. So I prayed with her right before she went in and um, yeah, so it was just, it was just cool to, get to be there in that moment of a prodigal daughter returning to the father. So it was really cool.
1: It was. That was was my favorite
0: birthday present. I like my purse, but that was a little cooler.
1: It was just such a great, just such a great moment. You're like, that's, I think the more Catholics we can have that can be prepared for those moments. I think that's one takeaway I had was just, those are such crucial moments of what we do when people return home and, Just so blessed we've had great formation and training to know what, and and resources, like just to know so many great Catholic resources out there and just to use them the right way. And, and, um, yeah, just, uh, just amazing courage that she had. And it was so easy to have courage on our end to just be like all out to uh, to help her. So it was really great.
0: I mean, 11 years of doing stuff like that made it pretty easy to be like, oh, we know what to do. Yeah, totally.
1: Yep. It was great. Yep.
0: It was cool. So that's that's a, a good thing that's been going on uh, in the church since.
1: Yes, but I think we, um for our, our last point here, I think we'd be remiss with this episode not to mention uh, the scandals uh, that have been going on and m- so many people have been reading about lately, and there's so much we could say about these things, and um, we could have uh, a whole podcast on them, we could have a whole episode on them, but we'll just have a few... Uh, short minutes of kind of how we're processing them. And I think first of all, it's just um, important to note kind of what what when we say scandals, what do we mean? And obviously there's the uh, grand jury report from Pennsylvania that really chronicles just horrendous um, crimes, I think are, are the best word uh, against um, minors that that priests had that were often covered up by our church. and um, it's gut wrenching. Uh, it's horrific. It's um, disgusting. It's it's every it's it's a, it's a complete nightmare. Um, and especially as someone who's a parent, it's just, um, uh, yeah, difficult to to think or um, talk about. Um,
0: and have to share with your child because mm-hmm. you know we had a a letter read uh, at mass day. It was written by the archbishop. Absolutely needs to be addressed. Absolutely. Um, but you know, of course, our older kids are going. Wait, what? are they talking about? And to have to explain that to your kids is, is, um, never something you want to have to explain.
1: Yeah. And and embarrassing of what, you know, we've, we've taught our children about the church and the goodness and the beauty and the truth of the church. Um, you know, these acts just fly right in the face of those. And so, um, just really uniting all that to those victims and praying for those victims and, um, really reminder, Um, Obviously, we knew a lot of these things happened in the church in that time period. I mean, a lot of things from the Pennsylvania Report were things that were twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years ago, and so we.
0: And I think I think everything was at least twenty or Mm -hmm. more years ago. That's great, and I think that's important to note um, Mm -hmm. because that all broke when we were,
1: uh, like in college, yeah, freshman year of college.
0: Yeah, yeah, it broke. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of it happened twenty years ago. It, It came out when we were in college, and I think there can be some confusion of like. What there's still problems well no these are the problems that that were revealed fifteen twenty years ago and are now being the full investigation is is finally coming to light mm-hmm. I think that's important to note
1: and is is a, a reminder of that, and I think it was a good gut check because over the course of the last you know fifteen sixteen years sometimes you go, oh, we're kind of over that and you go, you know this is going to take a while to heal from, and it was a reminder of the wound that's still in our church. So I think that's definitely one end of the scandal. I think and the other end is um, just a, a distrust, I think, in our, our leadership for some of the actions that they've taken. Um, obviously, the, the the covering up of such horrific crimes um, it is just atrocious, and it just makes you question— uh, Priests and bishops, and um there's so many great priests and bishops out there, and it's so unfortunate that they get a bad name for what their brother priests and bishops did but um so I think there's along those lines just that that cover up that's awful, and then um obviously everything with cardinal McCarrick um and his behavior and him being stripped of being a cardinal based on um quite frankly his yeah,
0: yeah, and I would say that's kind of the second scandal that mm-hmm. actually broke just before. I, sorry, it's really the first scandal, mm-hmm. the Cardinal McCarrick and the, and the seminary scandal, and then quickly after that, that Pennsylvania report. And I don't know if they timed that on purpose or what. Sure. Um, but I think it's important to note really there, there's kind of two scandals that came about, and the media's only talking about the second one with the child abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but not really talking about the first one, but it's important that we understand that the first one has happened and what that means and that they're really kind of two separate things, but also they they're connected in many ways as well. Yeah. And it,
1: yeah. Um, so I think just, you know, in, in a short sense, that homosexual culture that exists at times in our seminaries and our priesthood and in our, uh, unfortunately in our episcopate as well. And just.
0: Well, hopefully that did exist. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: but I mean, as recently as Cardinal McCarrick, you know, who's in office, um, as a Cardinal, um, just last month, you know? And so, um, I think obviously the child abuse is just horrific and awful. Um, the, th- the things with the, the Bishop and seminarians and, and priesthood is, it's just gravely concerning, you know, and so it's just, I think both those things together has made for a very difficult month, and I think, um, you know, I think everyone gets down to, well, what does that mean for me? How am I supposed to react? How am I supposed to feel? How am I supposed to think? And what am I supposed to do?
0: Hold on real quick. I just want to oh. mention, um, if you're confused by the Cardinal McCarrick and what are you oh. guys talking about and seminary scandal, I didn't even hear about that, Um that's actually might not be a surprise if you didn't hear about that because it's not being covered in the media. I don't think the media knows what to do with it, oh, because sure. it's such a um, a Catholic morality issue as opposed to maybe not necessarily. Um, yeah, there's aspects of it that the media just doesn't know how to how to talk about it. Um, so I, I we're gonna post. A
1: yeah, we'll put an article up. I'd look at something like Catholic News Agency on on Colonel McCarrick. We can post some articles there for yeah. people that might need that. Again, we could. Yeah, we don't want to do the whole episode, so there's yeah, and a homily as well that I oh, I'm
0: yeah. going to um I will link to from a priest that we trust and know, and um he did this homily before the Philadelphia report came out. So he was immediately addressing what was going on with Cardinal McCarrick and the seminary, even before the other one came out. So yep. we'll, we'll link to that in case, if you're like scratching your head right now.
1: Sure. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm sorry for brevity on all this, uh, as well, but, um, you know, I think the question comes down to is like, what will we do all about it? You know, and I think, um, it's really important to keep in mind circle of influence and circle of concern and so i think we're all circle of concern we're all concerned about the church each and every one of us who's in the church like has great concern for her, for her um but i think we also have to understand like what can i actually influence what does that mean and, and all of us have a certain amount of influence on our church and i think our voices need to be heard and and particularly from the lady need to be heard um but probably the majority of our efforts and actions should be just on our own circle of influence. Um, Those things that are around us, those things that we can affect and those things that we can do practically on a day-to-day basis. And what that looks like is our own holiness, our own encounter with Jesus, um, our own relationships, our own parish, and really trying to take all of this evil and all of this scandal and all of this really bad things that are happening and saying, I want to work for good. I want to be even more determined to do something where I live, where I'm at. And and I think hopefully that can inspire us further as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the two things that kind of come to my mind, um, number one is just the need for prayer and sacrifice right now, um, Mm -hmm. and reparation for those sins and for the victims. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's like there's just like not even adequate words no, <laughs> for no. for how um horrendous this this really is. Um but what I come back to, and I think it's so fitting that right now we're in the middle of this John Six series that lasts six weeks, gospel for six weeks here. We're going through John Six. Cause the 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 part that I come back to when I think about you know, you hear people saying like, "Oh, well, I'm done with the church," or "I'm going to leave," or "How could you be a part of that church? It's horrible." Um, is there a horrible people? <laughs> people do horrible things, but that's that doesn't change the sacraments. It doesn't change the Eucharist. And I and I often think of that scene in John six when Jesus is explaining the Eucharist to Peter, and and the disciples, and 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 they're kind of grasping in wow, he's he's really meaning, like, you have to actually eat my flesh. And people start to walk away, and he he turns to his disciples and says, what about you? Like, what are you going to do? And Peter just says, where are we going to go? Like, you, you have the words of eternal life. Like, you have, you know, you have it all. Like, it's you. Like, where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what I fall back on um, in these moments is – is, like, I'm here for Jesus. Like, I can't find the Eucharist somewhere else. Like, I can't... I. Where else am I going to go?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even knowing the apostles, that group of apostles included Judas, who did the most horrific act, which was to betray our Lord, you know? And um. that's always been in the existence of the church, is evil, and those close to our Lord doing evil acts and um but that's that's not what makes us um catholic that what ultimately is yeah the faith the sacraments the eucharist um our lord um we know there's always been evil in the church the question is um really what do the saints look like and how can we be like them um and i think that's a real great call for us and a real great theme for our Podcasts in general is just that seeking out of of being saints, and that's something we can control, and that's something we can do. Mm-hmm. Anything else?
0: No, this is kind of an unofficial episode, so mm-hmm.
1: off the cuff, mm-hmm. real from our office floor, <laughs>
0: <laughs> moving up from the basement to the office floor. Well, we hope to be uh, back on track next week with season. Four. Is that even what season we're on? Sure. Season four. Um, And just know, yeah, we're praying for you. We're praying for our church, and and we ask that you join us in that uh, prayer and just to not lose hope.
1: Yep, absolutely. And with even, uh, I think, greater meaning for our show and greater meaning for the close of our show, uh, be saints. It's worth it.